Welcome to The Lab. What's going on, all you brainiacs out there? And welcome back to yet another episode of the Fantasy Football Laboratory. Typically, you would have the king of trades, Shane Palma, doing this uh, intro. Obviously, he is not doing the intro. It is me, Lucas Parrish, Spitfire, and Shane's not with us today. He is down in Tampa enjoying WrestleMania. Uh, I'm sure several of you out there are going to be jealous. You'll want to be there. I know Jack and I want to be there, even though we don't care that much about wrestling. Being in Tampa sounds pretty fun. But you know what? Instead, we are joined by fantasy pros expert, Elvin Ryan. Elvin, how are you doing today? Good, man. Thanks for having me on. How are you guys? I'm doing well, and I'm excited to, to talk a little bit about the NFL draft. We, we've been talking a little bit about the draft. Obviously, that's coming up. Here, if you haven't gotten a chance to check out our YouTube page, every Friday I drop a new video going through the film of, of a top prospect and talking about the prospects of their fantasy value, depending on what teams they end up on. So definitely go check that out. Elvin, I guess the, the best place to start off um, is with uh, your quarterback rankings. What, who's in your top five and, and why do you like guys that you like? Man, uh, a, a top five. Honestly, uh Without without teams, it's it's extremely hard. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of go into this with who I think is the most NFL ready. Yeah, uh, I'll give you I'll give you three guys uh, that I think can make an immediate fantasy impact if they're drafted with the with the right team. So uh, we all know Lawrence, right? He, yeah. He's the one hundred and one. Uh, and then surprisingly, I'll I'll put Mac Jones uh, at number two, uh, followed by Fields. And I think that's that's about where I'll leave it. Um. Really, I, I you kind of. Yeah, what were you gonna say? You don't think Zach Wilson is uh is, is a guy who could be fantasy relevant right off the bat? I mean, if he's drafted, if he's drafted by the Jets, uh, I mean, of course he's he's gonna he's gonna start immediately. Um, fantasy relevance, I guess, comes especially in superflex leagues. Like he he would get the nod there. Uh, since I mean, twenty eight. If you're in a 14-man league, that's 28 quarterbacks starting, right? He he'll yeah. be in that top 28 uh, range. But to me, I I've told a lot of people this. I I view him as as a Johnny Menzel, and a lot of people think that's like a lazy comp. But it's true. It's truly what I believe, and uh, it's truly what I believe about the defenses that he's faced and torched in college. Um, well, and that's and that's interesting, and and I think we should actually start there. Um, typically, you know, you, you'd start. Oh, Trevor Lawrence, he's the consensus number one. But you know, you've got guys like what Chris Sims, I think, has uh, has Zach Wilson as his number one guy. You know, and a lot of the critiques of Wilson are that he, you know, does not stay in the pocket. He likes to roll out too much. On the flip side, and he likes to throw from off platform a lot of the time. On the flip side, though, he is really good at all of that. Um, and in today's NFL, that that can be very, a very good thing with Patrick Mahomes. I'll talk a little bit about my top five quarterbacks, and then we can go into where we think Zach Wilson could end up. And, and I'll bring Jack in a little bit. Jack's not as, as fluent on drafts, but he is fluent on fantasy football. And we'll talk about what that could mean for not only Zach Wilson, but the guys around Zach Wilson. Obviously, number one, I've got Trevor Lawrence. Um, that's, that's pretty consensus. At two, I actually have Justin Fields. I like Justin Fields a lot. I've been high on him from, you know, the beginning and all the way through this draft process. I haven't dropped on him at all. Um, I've got Zach Wilson at a close three. I, I really like Zach Wilson. I have Trey Lance there at four. And at five, I've got Mac Jones. I think that's a pretty standard top five right there. And, and you know, we can go into that a little bit more. Absolutely. But we'll start with Zach Wilson. 
He's being mocked at to the Jets in almost every single yeah. scenario. Elvin, do you think that's what's going to happen? Yeah, but I mean, it could be a it could be a smoke screen. I mean, and we've we've seen bigger draft day surprises, but I feel like uh, Scheffner believes that's the case. Uh, Scheffner believes that the top three picks are pretty much all but panned out, and he believes that that's where Wilson will go, and the the guy never misses, right? So. Yeah. Uh, I would say it's safe. It's a safe bet to put him there. Absolutely. Jack, if Zach Wilson goes to the Jets, what are we looking at for the prospects of, you know, first off, I, I guess I'm not even going to put a running back in there because I expect them to draft a running back and that guy to be their starter. Um, but what does that look like for the prospects of Corey Davis, Jamison Crowder, Denzel Mims, those guys there? Yeah. I mean, it's okay. It's not, I'm not going crazy over it. I Corey Davis is a number one wide receiver for fantasy purposes in an offense. Like it's fine. I don't think he puts up better numbers than he did last year when he was with the Titans in the Titans office, especially if he has a first year Zach Wilson throwing him the ball when Zach Wilson realistically hasn't faced a whole lot of pro level defenses before. I mean, you look at the other guys, I think Elvin, you were mentioning it earlier. Mac Jones has faced pro level defenses. That's why he's probably better fantasy wise. Trevor Lawrence has faced pro level defenses. Zach Wilson hasn't seen that yet. Do I think he can distribute to those guys and throw them the deep ball and throw Corey Davis the deep ball and get the ball to James Curry? Yeah, I do. Realistically, fantasy-wise, though, I, I don't think I can draft any of them in the top 30 wide receivers if Zach Wilson's the guy there. I don't think that's justified. Elvin, I'll throw this one to you. Obviously, there's that Jets wide receiver room has suddenly gotten pretty crowded with Mims, Crowder, and Davis there. Who are you taking first out of those guys? Assuming Crowder, of course, it stays and is not a, a cut casualty of the cap. Yeah, I, I, that's where I was about to go. I think uh, June 1st, uh, many expect for Crowder to be a cap casualty and uh, move on to another team. But uh, if he's there, he he's the uh, he he's the guy to own. Uh, but since I don't believe that he's there, I think I will take Corey Davis over Mims every day. And where do you have him ranked? Or I should say, not where do you have him ranked right now? Obviously, Crowder is still there. Where would you have Corey Davis ranked if he is the clear number one in a Zach Wilson-led Jets offense? I mean, if he's the clear number one in any offense, I mean, he, he's a top 24. I think he's a wide receiver, too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Do you Would you expect him to, be, to go back to kind of his boomer bust ways that he was before last season when he was the wide receiver too. Cause here's my biggest concern with him. If he's the clear cut number one guy, when he was in Tennessee, he was the clear cut number one guy for a long time and never really put up, you know, a, a, all that much fantasy value there. What makes you think that could be different with the jets? Yeah. Well, I think that anything is an upgrade over Marcus Mariota and we saw <laughs> what he did once he had a real quarterback. Uh, so I'm I'm not a huge Wilson guy by any means of the imagination, right? But uh, Wilson over Mariota every day of the week, especially for fantasy and the, the guys around him that benefit from the quarterback play. Um, do I expect kind of a boomer bust? I think last season was was uh, kind of a boom. I don't I, I don't see him re repeating that. I wouldn't say that he goes back to the previous four years. So uh, I don't I don't think he tops uh, what he did in Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, I agree. 
Um, I, definitely a, a guy to take a flyer on, and who knows? Maybe he does because he'll he'll probably have the touches there. I think Crowder's gone. I'm I'm nervous putting him top twenty four in wide at the wide receiver position. Yeah. Still, that that freaks me out. I even if he is a number one wide receiver there, I know it seems like okay, he's the number one target for Zach Wilson. It means all the targets are going to be going there. I mean, there's still two guys in Minnesota I would take over him. There's two guys in Seattle I would take over yeah. him. There's going to be two guys in in Tampa I would take over him. There's two guys in Carolina. There's three guys in Pittsburgh I would take over. Suddenly that list gets pretty big, and especially with the depth of the receiver position, I don't know if I'd take that risk top 24. I Maybe 30, but I don't know. That, that seems – oof. I'm, it's scared. Like, I understand, I understand the logic, and it's almost like, okay, he's the number one wide receiver in a revamped offense. You have to put him there because it just makes yeah. logical sense, but it just scares me so much to take him as a top 24 guy. Yeah, I think you're kind of leaning to the point of like what Hollywood Brown has been, right? So yep. Hollywood Brown is, is the number one wide receiver on his own team, but he, he's never even been a wide, wide receiver two for fantasy purposes on a season-long uh, landscape. So I think that's where you're getting with it. Uh, I, I see it a little different. I just think it, it would be more of a volume play while Hollywood uh, stretches the field. That's not really Corey Davis's end game. Absolutely. And, and you know, you, you pull that comparison to the Ravens, right? Hollywood Brown's the number one wide receiver, but not the number one target in that offense. If Jamison Crowder's gone and they don't add anybody significant, Corey Davis would be the clear number one wide receiver yeah. in that offense. Let's say that something happens out of the blue and the Jets take Jay or, or the, De- the Jets take Justin Fields or Trey Lance and Zach Wilson goes number three to the 49ers. I don't think Zach Wilson falls out of the top three. I really don't. Let's say he goes to number three at the 49ers. Jack, what's that do for the fantasy value of Kittle, Ayuk, and uh, potentially Debo Samuel? So basically the question then becomes what? Wilson versus Jimmy Garoppolo, who are you taking this year? And I think there's still not that much of a gap between Wilson and Jimmy Garoppolo for this year. So I don't think it moves them if they take Zach Wilson. I think they stay exactly where they are. Now, do I think Wilson maybe generates more plays? Yes, but I also think he probably runs a little bit more than Garoppolo does. For me, Garoppolo, talent-wise and what he brings to that offense, he is the definition of an average quarterback. Do I think Wilson is better than an average quarterback for these receivers next year? No, so I think they don't move. Yeah, Elvin, what are what are your thoughts on that potential situation? And more than that, what are your thoughts on Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel? Who do you have above the other, just in general, in fantasy? I, I feel like that's a pretty big question that a lot of people are, are wanting answered. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would go with Ayuk, but I really worry. Same thing. I mean, if, if Wilson goes there, we've seen what running quarterback can do to the value of the surrounding fantasy assets, right? I mean, we saw it whenever Taysom Hill stepped in uh, – in New Orleans uh, for that brief four-game stint. And then George Kittle, I mean, he missed a lot of games, right? So, uh, Ayuk benefited from Debo missing a lot of games and Kittle missing a lot of games. Uh, He had Jimmy G. Yeah, he had uh, some other quarterbacks come in throughout the season, but none of them were rushing quarterbacks, right? So, so they benefited from things that – it's that team's going to look a whole lot different uh, from a fantasy aspect because, I mean, Kittle is the guy, right? Uh, and then if they if they have a quarterback with rushing upside, that kind of changes the whole landscape of Debo and Ayuk. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're you're totally right. You see what Kyler Murray has has kind of done there in Arizona. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins has still been amazing because he's DeAndre Hopkins. But aside from that, there's not a receiver in that offense that you touch. Uh, and you want to talk about it from a running back standpoint? 
what is what does that happen to or what what happens to Raheem Mostert then if if he's there we've seen like with Kyler Murray taking away those rushing touchdowns Taysom Hill when he was there for New Orleans taking those rushing touchdowns what happens with Mostert in that case scenario yeah I mean well I mean that's kind of the least of uh, Mostert's issues right so Mostert's issues is the fact that uh, the 49ers uh, refuse to to feature one back for for an entire season right it, it kind of seems like Mostert will have like a what we what what feels like a 600 yard game uh, to exaggerate right uh, and then the next week I mean if you go back two years ago Brita or then last season Jeff Wilson it, it, Coleman every, everyone has their their big week and I just think that any running back who is featured is going to succeed there, but they won't feature anyone. Yeah. So I think that's Mostert's bigger issue. But, yeah, I mean, that would, that would crush him if you had a, a guy like Wilson who uh, they can potentially third and goal, he scrambles around, no one's open, and he takes it and he dives for the pylon instead of them running like a draw with Mostert like they've done in the past or something. I'm kind of with you on that, Elvin, and I was I was curious to see where you have him ranked among running backs just in terms of where you're going to draft next year because personally, I think Raheem Mostert's one of the most overrated, overvalued players in fantasy football just because he hasn't really had, aside from their Super Bowl run, he really hasn't had a consistent amount of carries go his way for a consistent period of time ever, and it's hurt him, and they're always they've always had a committee there. And I, I'm concerned he's never going to get the touches that he needs in his career to be an RB2. Yeah, no, volume's going to continue to be an issue with him uh, for as, as long as he remains with the 49ers or as long as the 49ers play calling remains the way that it is, right? Uh, if anything changes with that, then, I mean, he, he's an auto, he's an automatic running back too, right? Uh, by volume in that offense. But, I mean, will that ever happen? We don't know. For now, I mean, draft him as an RB3 with huge upside, right? Week-to-week yeah. upside. Uh, that running back committee over there has been decimated with injuries for the last few years, right? Not just last season. So, if a week comes and most are your only healthy guy, well, I mean, he's an RB1 plug at that point, right? Yeah. Um, and and that, mean, that changes the landscape of, of fantasy football, especially. I mean, you start getting in the teens where you're in must-win situations against your league mates, and you can plug – Mostert in that you got maybe in the ninth round, then I mean you're winning games. Absolutely. Uh, first off, I I'd be shocked if Mostert went in the ninth round. You know, you talk yeah. about drafting him as your RB three. He will almost certainly be drafted as an RB two. I mean, as as he was last year, he was he wasn't that far off from an RB two last year where he was drafted. I don't really think that changes a ton. And yeah, the volume is concerning, even though he's so productive on the touches he gets. It's just week in and week out, you know, when's he going to get five touches versus when's he going to get 15 touches? That's the big question there. I want to move on now to Trevor Lawrence. And obviously Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one. I don't even think we we need to speculate him falling past number one because it's not going to happen. Um, so Trevor Lawrence on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, he's the most pro ready quarterback. I, I think that's a safe assumption. What happens to that receiving core if Trevor Lawrence or when Trevor Lawrence is there, what happens to DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault, who our, our co-host Shane is absolutely in love with for this season. Obviously they now have, uh, who did they just go get? Did they just go get someone? Maybe not. Maybe they didn't go get someone. Um, but what happens to DJ Chark and LaVisca Chenault there? If, uh, if Trevor Lawrence is the quarterback. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm a big Chenault guy, but I, I also 
love Gardner Minshew. Sorry, my neighbors let out the dog. So, uh, <laughs> excuse that. We don't have to ask who let the dogs out, right? But um, so I'm I'm a huge Gardner Minshew uh, guy. I, I don't think he was a bad quarterback by any means, right? So Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be this generational talent who's who's just going to come in and change the entire landscape of the franchise, and and that may very well be the case. But um, from a fantasy standpoint, I mean. I think these guys stay about where they were last year. Uh, they might benefit a, a little bit from uh, a, maybe a smarter quarterback that keeps the ball in Jacksonville's hands a little bit more, few less turnovers. But just from, I mean, a gunslinger standpoint, touchdowns and the upside, I think they stay about where they about where they were last season. Yeah. And the guy, the guy you were missing there, Lucas, Marvin Jones signed with yep. them this yep. year. So Marvin Jones is on there too. That's that, that's a lot of touches that's not a lot of touches to go around to a lot of good players because you still have to get James Robinson touches assuming he's the starter there next year you still got to get DJ Chark touches you still have to get Marvin Jones touches you still have to get Chanel touches and suddenly that's that's a lot of weapons to be utilized there where I don't know if you can justify having any of them be a top top tier weapon now I think all of them I, I think this saying the same or slight improvements is worthy of that happening. I think Chenault has a much better chance of improving than any of the other guys do. I could see him just talent wise and size wise becoming a big red zone threat and a big target downfield. But right now I, I yeah, yeah, I think it's still tough fantasy wise to rank those guys and draft them. Absolutely. I, I mean, it's definitely a lot to, to go around. Elvin, I want to get your, your thoughts on something that I talk about a lot on this, on this podcast about rookie quarterbacks, right? Guys like Trevor Lawrence come into the league and have all this hype around them. And then I feel like they get shoved up fantasy football draft boards. People take him as their RB1 and expect him to be all this great in the first round. But I personally don't think that any rookie quarterback without like ridiculous rushing upside will ever be, ever has the ceiling higher, greater than a low end QB1 just because it's such a steep learning curve from college to the NFL. Obviously, a, a decent counterpoint to that is Justin Herbert. That being said, he still finished his QB 10. So he still was a low-end QB 1 um, for, for you know, the majority of the season. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, man. Uh, definitely. I think you said RB 1, not QB 1. Oh, my bad. Uh, there. But, no, I'm with you. Um, but I can see Lawrence finishing as, as a QB 1, like a, a fringe, right? So somewhere between the 12, 14 uh, range, just because he, he does have those weapons that we talked about, right? We said he has too many weapons for them to be fantasy relevant, but it's not too many weapons for him to be fantasy relevant, right? That That's a huge plus uh, for a rookie coming in. But uh, yeah, I, I would say he's on the fringe because I think Minshew had some games where, I mean, he was a QB one. And if if Lawrence is the, the talent that many believe that he is, then he should have no problem achieving those numbers. What, where are you going to draft? First off, I should just ask, are you going to draft Trevor Lawrence as a QB one, or would you draft him as your QB one for your fantasy team? No. And, and I think by the time that draft season is upon us, uh, July, August, uh, I, I think he'll be too expensive. I think he'll be somewhere around QB eight. Yeah. And there's no way. Uh, I mean, I, I, I believe agree. in the late round QB. So. Joe, Joe Burrow went decently high in, in a lot of drafts last year that I was a part of. And, and that's just not, not something that I'm willing to touch. You know, it's such a steep learning curve from college to the NFL. It takes guys to, time to adjust. 
right? And so that's, I, I think, something. Unless, of course, they have a really, really high rushing upside, like a, a Kyler Murray or a Lamar Jackson or that sort of thing where, where they can just run in seven touchdowns a game. I don't care if you can throw the ball. If you're going to run in a bunch of touchdowns, like that's going to be great for me. Uh, but I want to move on now to Justin Fields, the, the kind of the next guy on my list. My overall number two quarterback, you've said you've watched a lot of Justin Fields tape. What are some of the things that you like about Justin Fields and what are some of the concerns that you have about him? Yeah, I mean, he, he's a competitor. Uh, I mean, he showed that in the national championship game. I mean, and I like that from from any any football player, not even a quarterback. Uh, I mean, he's he's got a great deep ball, great looking deep ball. It's accurate. It, it's it's got the distance. It's got everything right. He he uh, can throw the deep ball open. And but then again, uh, of course, you love his his rushing upside. But whenever I say he he throws the deep ball open, right? So that's something that I feel like he struggles to do uh, with your short to mid range passes. Uh, and in the NFL, I mean, not every shot's a, a Hail Mary, right? So uh, guys like Drew Brees succeeded a long time in this league uh, throwing, the, I mean, the short stuff, right? And and Fields doesn't really throw receivers open, right? Uh, we've heard this about quarterbacks in the past who got to the NFL and really proved people wrong, right? So Herb, Herbert last year, a lot of people said that he couldn't throw people open, but, but he ended up being able to do that. But just from what I've seen uh, – at a college level, I mean, that that's his biggest – that's my biggest fear for him is that he he won't be able to throw guys open. He yeah. waits until they're open. In the NFL, if you do that, even with the rushing capability that he has, uh, he's going to take a lot of sacks. He's going to throw a lot of picks. These yeah. DBs are faster. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jack, do you think Justin Fields makes a difference – if he joins the uh, Jets or, or the 49ers, do you think there's any difference between having Justin Fields there for those guys surrounding, you know, for the surrounding talent there as, you know, if they're, if Zach Wilson was the one that they picked? I would rather have Justin Fields than Zach Wilson for fantasy next season. I'd probably rather have Justin Fields in general, but I'd rather have him for fantasy next season. I think he's probably more pro ready than Zach Wilson is just based on competition alone. So, yes, it slightly improves them. Does it improve them drastically? No. Once again, do I expect Justin Fields to be better than a top – to be a top 15 quarterback next season? No, I really don't. I expect him to maybe be top 20 if he has a good season. So, yeah, I could see him on the 49ers being a difference maker for those guys if Grop, something happens to Garoppolo and Garoppolo is no longer on the team. But once again, even if he goes to the 49ers, what, what's the guarantee there that they're that he's starting over Jimmy Garoppolo immediately or they're not moving? I mean, they might move Jimmy Garoppolo, but there's no guarantee that he's the week one starter there even. So I, I think it's tough. I'd rather have see him on the Jets or the Niners just for fantasy purposes. But realistically, I don't think it's that much of a difference. Yeah. Elvin, what happens if Justin Fields drops to seven and the Lions take him? or to nine and the Broncos take him. And let's say for the, the the purpose of this exercise that Justin Fields is the day one starter on both those teams. What do you think that does to those guys' fantasy values? Man, for him for him to be the, the day one starter on the Lions, <laughs> I would be absolutely shocked uh, yeah. after, after watching the trade with Stafford, right? So um, don't believe that would happen. I think it would definitely be a downgrade. I, I, I trust – uh, golf to feed my fantasy relevant players a lot more than I do fields, especially with his rushing capability, the defenses that he's going to face in the NFL. And the fact that, I mean, a, a lot of rushing uh, running quarterbacks 
uh, rely on their legs more in their first three years, right? So he, he's he's going to be a kryptonite for those fantasy assets uh, in Detroit. Uh, in Denver, I mean, can, I mean anything, anything is better than Drew Locke, right? So so I, I would take that uh, in hopes that he takes care of of Sutton and Jerry Judy and and those guys are able to flourish uh, to what I believe they are. Oh man, <laughs> I was scary, dude. Yeah, I was. I was like, "What was going on there?" But no, yeah. I, I'm. I'm with you on that one. Um, I agree with you. I know Lucas loves Drew Lock because Drew Lock went to Lucas's high school. So, um, oh god, th- there's a connection there. <laughs> he didn't. Luke, no, 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 he didn't go to my high school. He went to one of the high schools in my town, and we also. Oh, go to, that doesn't even. That's not even a big deal, then. <laughs> oh, okay, not a big deal. His his parents own a lot of restaurants in in Lee Summit, which is that are really good. But no, he also played at Mizzou, and and where both of us are students at the University of Missouri, uh, and and so yeah, I mean I like Drew Locke, not a big fan of Drew Locke's slander, but I get it. Drew Locke obviously hasn't shown it in the NFL at this point. Um, I can understand that. You know, we talk about Justin Fields' rushing upside. Do you believe that if he, when he gets to the league, that teams will scheme like running plays with Justin Fields, like that happens with Kyler Murray with Lamar Jackson, or do you think it's going to be more along the lines of? kind of a, a Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, where it's not nearly as scripted in that regard. And, and it's a lot more throwing because if running plays are screened or are schemed for him, I'm much w- more willing to take him higher. Yeah. I mean, I, I won't be drafting him personally, but I, I don't put him there with the Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson uh, in there, because I think that's just kind of like one of their attributes, but that isn't their attribute, right? Yeah. So those guys can, can sling the ball right there. And there's some of the, greatest quarterbacks in, in the league right now. That That's not Fields, right? Fields is, is there with Kyler Murray. So that might be great for fantasy, right? So we all love Kyler. Kyler's a top three quarterback in almost everyone's rankings, right? Uh, and that would be Fields. So they scheme things that way for him. And they would have to because they can't rely on just uh, his ability to make plays with his arms like Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. That would be craziness. That would be madness. Yeah. As a, as a rookie, absolutely. That's yeah. You're, you're plus just expecting anyone to be Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes is a, that's a, that's a very high bar to clear. 100%. I'm throwing it out there. I'm throwing it yeah. out there. There's a scenario where I might draft Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence. Maybe not because I do like what Minshew did. And I think Lawrence could probably do what Minshew I, did last I year. I don't disagree with you. Look, I've, I think, I've made the argument that Justin Fields should be drafted above Trevor Lawrence. Like, I'm talking, I, I I'm talking fantasy-wise, pure fantasy-wise. Yeah. And I, here's, I think if Justin Fields somehow lines up on the New England Patriots in a Bill Belichick system that's built around Justin Fields. And I, I know the experiment didn't work with Cam Newton last year, but I don't think they're the same quarterback. And I do think at this point, Fields going into next year will be better than Cam Newton. And the way that Cam Newton's contract is structured, it's structured so they can bring in another quarterback. I would like to see Justin Fields work alongside Cam Newton, learn for the first four games, maybe sit for the first four games, and then play in that system, be the number one quarterback in that system. I know I don't think it helps the Patriots weapons. I don't think the Patriots weapons were any good fantasy wise anyways, but Justin Fields, if he drops to the Patriots or the Patriots trade up for him, that, that could be pretty good fantasy value as a QB two next year, not as a QB one, but as a QB two, I, I don't hate that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely something to think about. Um, I mean, that, yeah, Justin Fields, none of these rookie quarterbacks, you should be drafting as your QB one. That is a ridiculous risk that you're taking. And, and even Trevor Lawrence, there's no way that Trevor Lawrence is a is a guy you should take 
at what Elvin, you were saying QB eight ish is where you think he'll go. That means I think Jaylen, that's about where he'll go. Yeah. That means guys like Jalen Hurts will probably be on the board. Good chance Matthew Stafford is still on the board. Ryan Tannehill, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, Justin Herbert. I mean, even Tua and Burrow are definitely guys I think you should take over those rookies just because they've had starter experience in the league and still have that upside, except they've also experienced a full year, you know, and, and have a bit more time to prepare. We've got to move on to the next quarterback here where we're running a little bit lower on time. Uh, I want to talk about Mac Jones. Elvin, you, you, you touched on Mac Jones a little bit, um, talking about how you think pro-ready wise, he's really number two there. What makes you think that Mac Jones is, is number two in the pro-ready category? I mean, pro ready. I mean, you, you kind of base that on the defenses that you see, right? Uh, SEC defenses. You guys are are Missouri guys. I mean, welcome to the SEC the last few years, right? Thank you. Hasn't, it's been hasn't fun. been <laughs> hasn't been super nice, but it's no. been fun. Um, you guys, <laughs> you guys know the caliber of defenses that that are here. Um, th- that's not the same defenses uh, that that they're facing at what BYU or. Uh, Ohio State, I mean, it's just not – I mean, even Clemson. Clemson kind of has a, a cakewalk of a schedule. But but we know that Lawrence can get it done because we've seen him in college football playoffs and stuff. But Mac Jones, I mean, he's he's got a, a coach who's coached in the NFL. I mean, he's playing NFL-ready defenses where most of those guys will go on to be starters in the NFL. Um, he's got pocket presence like like no other, right? So – even Lawrence doesn't come close to him in pocket presence. Uh, and a lot of people hate him because his, he lacks mobility, right? Um, but there's more statues uh, in the Hall of Fame than there are rushing quarterbacks. That's, that's just the way it is, right? So maybe, maybe we hate it for fantasy. Uh, but Mac Jones is, is a great quarterback, man. So would you, if Mac Jones is, let's say, all four of Trevor Lawrence – Oh, oh, it looks like Elvin uh, cut out. So hopefully he'll come back. Um, his phone his might, have, phone might died. have died. He said he was at 29% <laughs> when we started the episode. So he might be done, though. That's fine. Uh, but uh, Jack, I'll, I'll throw this one to you then. Yep. If you take, assuming all four of these guys are starters day one, yep. Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and um, Zach Wilson, you know, we'll, we'll throw the teams of Lawrence on the Jags, yep. uh, Wilson on the, uh, we'll go Wilson on the Jets. We'll go jones on the 49ers and then we'll go um the the broncos starter justin fields justin fields on the broncos what order are you drafting these guys in and why it's got to be lawrence number one right yeah um i mean that's that's obvious in that situation mac jones is not that much better than jimmy garoppolo year one i don't think like they're the similar playing styles it's not like those guys are running out of the pocket it's not like those guys are making ridiculous plays. Now they make good plays and they get the job done. And that's what Mac Jones is going to do. That's why he's not the number one quarterback. It's also why he's still going to be drafted in the first round because he'll get the job done. Well, that's about all he'll do. So it's not like I'm fawning over Mac Jones on the 49ers, even though I think he's pro ready, more pro ready than the other guys, just because of, yeah, I just don't see it. I think with Ohio State and the Big Ten schedule, Elvin said that's not a fantastic schedule. It's still a Big Ten schedule, right? It's not like, Justin Fields was going through cakewalk teams. I mean, it was an easier schedule than the SEC, but it's not like he didn't play anybody. So I'm a little more high on Justin Fields. I think Wilson's three, Jones will be four there, and I think Fields will be two. 
I think that's yeah. the way. I'd, I'd agree with you. I might even argue that Fields should be one on the Broncos. On the Broncos, with the, no way. With all the weapons they have no. on top no. of his rushing ability, his he's a four point four four forty is his time is his forty yard dash time. Dude is fast. Dude is going to get stuff done on the ground. I think he'll he'd hurt Melvin Gordon a little bit. I think he'd absolutely get stuff done on the ground. So I could I could hear an argument for it. I'm not necessarily going to say that's going to be the case for me that I will make that argument. But it's an argument that I could make and will definitely do some some looking into. You know, obviously, the one guy we haven't hit on is Trey Lance. Um, I, well, first off, I actually do want to talk a little bit more on Mac Jones. I want to talk about my thoughts on him. If he goes to the 49ers at three, I should say, I think that is a ridiculous mistake. I think if he goes in the first round. I don't think that happens. I, I agree, but there's been a lot of talk about that happening. I, I think that if Mac Jones goes in the first round, it's a mistake. I have a, a day two grade on him because his ceiling is not in the top 10 quarterback ceiling. His ceiling is, I mean, really right around 16, middle of the road starting quarterback, and that's fine. You get him in day two as your immediate starter, and, and you know, you get a really good team around him on that cheap contract. You get to a Super Bowl like with Jared Goff. That, that's fine. The issue is then you can't go out and, and pay him all this huge money to be a starter because then you're going to be screwed when he doesn't ever get better like Jared Goff did. Right. And so, I mean, he's going to be a fine starter in the NFL. He really will be, but that ceiling, you know, the other four guys have a significantly higher ceiling. All four of them have potential top five quarterback ceiling. So I'm going to take all four of those guys. Trey Lance. I want to touch on him a little bit. Trey Lance is coming from, we talk about competition. He's coming from FCS. He is coming from the football championship series, not even the biggest division one conference not even a small fbs conference he is coming from just a lower division in total jack if trey lance is a starter from day one are you gonna touch him where is where would he be a starter from day one though i feel like the options for that are very very if he goes limited. what happens if the broncos take him at nine guess, and he beats he a lot yeah i mean if what happens if uh, the 49ers decide Trey Lance is their guy and they trade away Jimmy Garoppolo like they've been like there have been talks of that would be that would be crazy that um, that would be a little bit crazier but so let's stick with the Broncos what happens if Trey Lance is the day one starter for the Broncos what 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 does that do to Cortland Sutton Jerry Judy Noah Fant all those guys and I mean I mean Sutton's a wide receiver two wide receiver three and then you have Judy as the same as a wide receiver three or four. And then Noah Fant is a tight low end, tight end one, probably a tight end two. I mean, there's not really yeah. anything. There's not a lot. What about Trey Lance? There. What's what's Trey Lance at quarterback wise? I mean, he's definitely has rushing upside. 30? He's big. He's big, and he has rushing upside. Yeah, I mean, but he also it's... nobody could tackle him. Nobody could tackle no. him. If you watch his tape, nobody could tackle him in the FCS. Dude I mean, was a cheat code. I'll throw him at. 25 because that's when you start putting Andy Dalton in there and then you put in uh, maybe Garoppolo. Garoppolo is probably higher than that too. I, I this it's tough. I don't, I think 25 is probably the, yeah. where it is. He's a backup in a two QB league. I don't think you draft. I mean, in that one QB league. you're, you're throwing, you're throwing a, a, a dart at the dartboard yes. and you have like a 50% chance of it hitting anywhere on the dartboard and a 50% chance of it hitting the wall. There's That's so really many sure there's at. so many sure things at quarterback, and I just I don't think the ceiling's top five in, in his rookie year, especially yeah. on the Broncos. No, it's not. So I mean, is the ceiling top ten on the Broncos his rookie year? No. Is the ceiling top fifteen? Maybe, but there's a lot of guys whose ceilings are top fifteen. Like 
Yeah. Nearly every single quarterback in the league, except for maybe five, their ceiling is top 15. Maybe that's three, fair. their ceiling is top 15. So you, you got to take those guys. Absolutely. And I, I, I can't disagree with you. Trey Lance, look, I really, I love Trey Lance for the future down the road. I think Trey, but if Trey Lance is a starter day one, it's going to be messy. And I think that'd be really detrimental to his, yeah. you know, process as a quarterback because that's just throwing a guy into a flaming pit of snakes. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, going from FCS to, to the NFL, dude was taking all this contact at, at his FCS school at North Dakota State because he could, and he wasn't going to get hurt because those guys are small, not that athletic. I mean, I, I, sorry, I shouldn't say those guys are much bigger than me and much more athletic than me. But in regard to football and the NFL, they are small and not athletic at all. And so that's that's really where you're, you're going to be see a, a shock. You know, having him in my mock draft, I have the Washington football team trading up to eight to grab him. If he sat behind Ryan Fitzpatrick, that would be awesome for this year. That would be perfect case scenario for him. Obviously, then, you know, he's zero in the fantasy talks, except for Dynasty. And Dynasty, speaking of in Dynasty, he's definitely a, a, a guy who, depending on the situation, if he's going to be a day one starter, I'm probably not going to touch him in Dynasty because I think there's a chance it could be like a Deshaun Kaiser sort of thing. Uh, but he, if he's not going to be a day one starter, then I, I like him in fantasy. Give him some time to develop. Honestly, I think... If not Justin Fields, I think Trey Lance is probably a New England Patriot. I, the Patriots are going to go out and get one of these quarterbacks that's similar to where they have rushing ability and they have a pretty good arm still. And you none of these, none of those top four guys are going to fall out of the top ten. I guarantee it. So who are the top? So I know not you, Wilson, Wilson. Lance. You've got Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, and Lance. Uh, I don't know about. I think. I don't and, think they need Jones to pull out of the top. Somewhere. I think the Patriots might trade up still too. You I think, think that's so? an option. I think that's not a Patriots type move though. It really isn't. I, it, but when you need a quarterback and they could find their we'll quarterback, see. if they we'll believe see. in they one of these guys, also... if Bill Belichick evaluates one of these guys as a future starter on his football team, they are going to trade up for one of these guys. That's just that's what's fair. going to happen. That's so fair. If that guy is Trey Lance, they are going to trade up. They maybe trade for the Lions pick. They take Trey Lance where they have him. They put him next to Cam Newton. For the year, Cam Newton starts seven games, gets hurt, and then Trey Lance is your starter the rest of the year. Hey, I, I wouldn't hate it, absolutely. And, and if Trey Lance, man, if, if he develops like he can develop, whoo, baby, he's going to be a stud. Those are really the only fantasy-relevant quarterbacks because then you start getting into Kyle Trask, who, first off, I don't like very much. I just want to put that out there. I do not think he has a promising career as a quarterback. Davis in the NFL. you got Davis Mills. you got guys like Kellen Mond, Jamie Newman. Ian book, you know, all, and then you're just taking shots. So, you know, we don't even know if those guys will stick in the league. That's really all there is for this episode. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thanks to Elvin Ryan for hopping on with us. It was great having him on, even though, you know, his phone died at, you know, about 10 minutes left in the show, but it's all good. Cause, cause we enjoyed having him here. We enjoyed talking some, some quarterbacks, Jack, as always good to have you Shane. If you're out there listening to this podcast, we miss you. Come back. Enjoy WrestleMania. Eh. Be safe out there. Oh, Jack, that's so mean. Eh. That's so mean. Okay. That's so he mean. Knows no. I'm just, he knows I'm joking. What Shane, I, this, this podcast wouldn't run without you. We, uh, I mean, I had to like plan this and I don't like plan it. Please do it. <laughs> I don't like, I don't like taking the time to plan the episode. So you do it. Uh, no, thank you guys for, for tuning in. Make sure that you check out our website, fflaboratory.com. Got some awesome stuff up there. I'm going to get my mock draft up there here in the coming days. 
All of my NFL draft stuff is on that website, the foot fan or football draft Friday videos, which are going to be so helpful to learn more about these guys going into the draft. You know, you're what, what happens if you're a 49ers fan and they draft Justin Fields? I break down Justin Fields tape on my fan, on football draft Fridays videos. And I, I talk about the, the fantasy relevance. I talk about how great he could be on that team. So definitely go and check those out and have a great day.